Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. Well, good morning. Uh, you know, it's a Christmas in Florida. I uh, didn't think you would want me up here in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> Just that's my attire. I'm sorry, but you don't want to be looking at that for that time. Also, um, our screen went out in the back, so that's what we're dealing with there. So there's a little bit. See if you wonder why that's not there. It's just technical. Come back the next service. We'll have it all working by then. Maybe. Maybe. Well, this is a great season. It's a great time for us to remember what our life is all about, the birth of Christ. And one of the principal things we have to understand when Jesus came is that He came to give us the path of peace. You and I should be living with peace all the time. Okay, I've got to convince you. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it. Luke chapter 1, verse 78. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. That's where He wants to take us. That's what He came to do, to give us peace. In fact, the promise of peace goes way, way back. Peace has been promised to us. It begins in the Old Testament. In fact, 700 years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah promised peace. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. 700 years before Jesus was born, Peace is coming. You can count on it. And when it comes, it'll never end. It'll be there forever. So we have this promise, and then we have the proclamation of peace that happened at the birth of Jesus Christ. It's found in the Christmas story. It's the proclamation that the angels gave to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. The night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them and said, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. That's another subject we could address at Christmas time, because you and I as Christians are to be joyful always. All right. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. You'll recognize Him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God has pleased. 
peace on earth. There it is. So it was promised to us. It has been proclaimed to us. And then it was purchased for us. The purchase of peace. You see, peace had to be purchased. And so in Colossians chapter 1, verse 19, God in all His fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through Him, God reconciled everything to Himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. So today, Christmas season, peace has been promised. It's been proclaimed. It's been purchased. It is ours. We have it. The secret is you have to pursue it. The pursuit of peace. You have to go after it. Peace, oh good, peace is there. I'll, I'll just have it. And we have this understanding of what peace is about. And in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, the Scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil, your lips from telling lies, turn away from evil, do good, search for peace, and work to maintain it. So what does that mean? If I want peace, I have to search for it in the right place, correct? We all know where that's going today, don't we? You're in church. The right place is Jesus Christ. You search for Him. You go after Him. But then there's another issue. Okay, I've got Christ in my life. Now, here's the fun part. You have to work for it. No, work? I don't want to have to work. I just want it to happen. You have to work to maintain it. It is not something you purchase, you have it forever, and it's done. You have to maintain it. Work for it, maintain it. And so we're told very clearly, this is how it works. It's there, it's promised, it's come, it's been paid for, it's been purchased for you, you have it available to you, you have to though go after it, you have to search in the right place, and then you've got to work to keep it. So, the logical question is, how do I do that, right? How do I search for it? How do I maintain peace? Because if there's anything I need in today's world, it's peace. If there's anything I need in my life right now, it's some peace about everything else that's going on around me. I just need peace. How? Well, I'm glad you ask. Number, first of all, be convinced that peace can only come through Christ. If I want peace, it can only be found in Jesus Christ. You will not find peace in relationships. You will not find peace in your family. Anybody want to talk about that for a while? You won't find peace in your finances you won't find peace in the world. You won't even find peace with a new president. You won't find peace in a better job. And for sure, you won't find peace in Tennessee. <laughs> Which it seems to be where everybody goes, Tennessee, Georgia, or Carolina somewhere, thinking, oh, it'll be better there. 
No. If you're searching for it, you've got to go to the right place, right? And so I have to be convinced that if I want peace… Oh. Good, good. Oh. I thought you were cheering for me. That, my mistake. My mistake. Acts chapter 10, verse 36. This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel. There is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. So here's what we know. If you don't have peace with God, you won't have the peace of God. Peace with God begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the only way you're going to have peace in this world is a relationship with Christ, where you accept Him into your life, you receive Him, and He comes and lives within you through His Spirit. That's how peace comes. That's where peace is. There is no other place on this planet. There is no other person created. There is nothing else I can go to. There is nothing I can have that's going to give me peace. If I want peace, it can only be found in one place, and that's in Jesus Christ. It begins with the peace with God. Then I get the peace of God. Romans 5.1, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. We have this peace with God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. So you have to be convinced that this is true, that the world can sign all the peace treaties at once, that the world can work every way it wants to make people have peace. It'll never be found in the world. That if I want peace in my life, there was a baby that was predicted 700 years before his birth. He was called the Prince of Peace. He came into this world proclaimed by the angels that said, peace is now on earth. Wasn't saying that now everybody's happy. Peace is on earth. That baby is peace. That's who that baby is. It's peace. And that baby will purchase peace for you. And I have to be convinced of that. That's the way it works. That's the way it is. I will find it nowhere else. And if you try anywhere else to find peace, you are always going to be disappointed. So that's where it starts. That's the most critical step, being convinced there can be peace nowhere else. Secondly, commit yourself to a godly mindset. Commit yourself to a godly mindset. That means that if I want peace, and you know I've harped on this and harped on this, you have to change sometimes the way you think, don't you? That you don't have peace because your mind is wrong. You think peace is going to be somewhere else. If I have this, I'll have peace. Well, you know, if I could just get alone, have nobody around me, and just be in the house by myself, I'd have peace. No, you won't, because you you'd fight with yourself. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. 
you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Notice, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So that means I have to keep my thoughts God-centered. Now, there are a lot of things in this world that are trying to get you to think about them. If you watch television at all, if you read it all, if you drive, there's all kinds of people. Hey, if you have this, you'll have a better life. If you have this, this will be better. And they bring these thoughts into your mind that you have to fight against. Now, you can't stop thoughts from coming into your mind. None of us are that good. What you can do is don't let them stay. They come, they go. It's like the old saying, you, you can't, you know, stop the birds from flying over, but you can stop them from making a nest in your head. So I have to understand the thoughts come and go, and I have to keep my mind fixed on Him to think the way He thinks. That's why knowing Scripture becomes critical. How does the Bible teach me to think? All throughout Scripture, it's telling you this is how you should think about things. Well, I read that, but I'm not sure I agree with that. Well, of course you don't, because you want to believe what you want to believe. And so you stop and say, hold it, I don't agree with that, but that's true, and what I'm not agreeing with is not true, so I choose to believe what it says rather than what I think. And that's not easy for us to do, is it? Romans chapter 8, verse 6, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So what I have to do is allow God to control what I think about and keeping my thoughts fixed on Him and who He is. The battle is not trying to keep your mind on peace. Well, if I just think peaceful thoughts, hmm, you know, if I'll just get rid of everything else and just clear my mind, I can have peace. No, the battle is to keep your mind on God because He is the source of peace. So if I want peace and He is peace, then I need to think on Him don't I? Not, well, I want peace, I want peace. Would you just stop fighting? I'm trying to have peace here. Well, I'd have more peace in this house if, if it wasn't for this and this was like that. And I'd have more peace on the job if this person would straighten up. If I had a different boss and, you know, I, I just need a new relocation. I just need to go. I just have peace here. And pay. No, no. Peace is only found through Christ. And then I have to ch work at keeping my mind and my thoughts fixed on Him and letting the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, control my thoughts. Think thoughts that are pleasing to Him. That's how I have peace. So I have to commit myself to a godly mindset. I will think about things, what's how Scripture thinks about things, not how I want to think about things. Because of it's about me, I'll make it say what I want it to say. Thirdly, you're going to have to conquer fear and worry. You're going to have to conquer fear and worry. Your biggest battle 
is going to be fear. Fear happens, now hear me, fear happens when you get your mind off of God. You hear a report in the television, oh no, is that true? I better check that out. I'll go online because there's always truth there, and I'll find truth here. And then, what's that say? Oh, that's a, oh, no, no, no. When you begin to listen to all the pundits, when you begin to listen to all the opinions, your mind gets drawn away from what's right, doesn't it? And you begin to be afraid. If you listen to everything about, they say about the economy, you're going to be afraid. If you're going to listen to all the stuff they say that's going on in this world, you're going to be afraid. And so you and I have to keep our mind on God. John 14, 27. I am leaving you with a gift. Now, a gift you don't have to earn, do you? Now, we try to tell kids they got to earn gifts. How do we do that? If you're not a good girl and boy, you're not getting any gifts from Santa. Right? You've got to be good enough to get the gift. That's not the way God operates. He says, I got a gift for you. I purchased it. It's mine. I have it to give. I want to give you peace. It's a gift. I give you a gift. Peace of what? Mind, we talked about thoughts, right? And heart, we talked about our heart right with God. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So it can't be found anywhere else, can it? I'm sorry, I'm being logical. I, 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 don't you just hate it when somebody's logical? It's just as simple right there. It just says it to us, Right? Oh, boy, I'm getting a rousing response here. <laughs> so, don't be troubled or afraid. Stop it. Don't do it. Fear looks at life without God. Fear says God's not going to make it. Fear sees the negatives and the worst that can happen. Fear has a great imagination. Fear offers no hope. Fear comes from the world. And you fight fear with keeping your mind fixed on Him, knowing that He has purchased peace for you. That no matter what they say or what goes on, I can still have peace. Now, I don't stick my head in the sand. I don't pretend that nothing's happening. I, I don't look at it and don't have some feelings about it. I still look at the world and grieve for what's going on. But I get to have peace. Now, fear has a twin. Worry. When you worry, you're afraid correct? And some of you are professional worriers. And you worry about it. Well, what if this happens? And what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this takes place? Well, here's the thing. If you'll stop for a moment, put your mind where it needs to be, God's got it. I can't control it. God's in control. 
I think I'll trust him. So I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to worry. And Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So if you're worrying, you're not praying. Now, some of you call worrying on your knees prayer. It's not what it is. Tell God what you need, be honest with Him, and thank Him for all He's done. A thankful heart doesn't worry. You will experience God's peace when you do that, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. There it is again, right? Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Let me help you with your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what's true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. That's God in a nutshell, isn't it? Think about all the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Notice, keep putting into practice work. All that you've learned and received from me, everything you heard from me, saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Now that just sounds so plain, doesn't it? So simple. But it's work. It's hard. But we worry because we're afraid. And if you eliminate fear, you're not going to worry. And how do you do that? Well, we've just been told. You pray about everything. God, here's the things going on in my life today. And here's the things I'm concerned about. And God, I can't provide most of those things, and I can't fix a lot of those things. So I'm going to give them to you today. And I know that you'll take care of that. And I trust you because you're faithful. And I know that you'll take care of me and provide what I have need of as I honor you and serve you. So God, today, as I go about my day, I don't need to be afraid, and I don't need to worry about all this stuff going on because I can trust in you. So in the midst of it all, even when I drive to work with these horrible snowbirds. <laughs> Sorry if you use snowbirds, but that is what they think sometimes, let me tell you. I don't need to be afraid. I don't need to worry. You've got it in control. I will trust in you. And I'll keep my mind on you today rather than all the problems that I can't resolve. Because if I keep my mind on you, that will help me act in a way that is right. It will cause me to respond to people correctly. It will give me a better outlook on life. And I will have peace. <laughs> so we pray. That's a great prayer. His peace will guard your hearts and minds. You have to work at it. And just let me tell you something, you're going to have to do that every day. And for many of you, you're going to have to do it more than once in the day. Hold it. I find myself getting a little anxious here. 
Let me stop and remind myself what I know and who has given me peace. And then I need to consistently live according to God's ways. You see, when I choose to follow God's principles and His ways, I am living a life that pleases God. And if I please God, my life has been successful. There's a lot of people on this planet I can't please. In fact, most of you I can't please. I can't even please all the people in my house. So what am I going to do? Try to please everybody? No. I'm going to please God. If I please God, hear me, I will treat other people correctly. If I'm pleasing Him, right? Okay. Isaiah 48, verse 17. This is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is good for you, leads you along the paths you should follow. Oh, that you had listened to my commands. Then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. How do they need that? Being obedient to God, doing what He says. Psalm 119, 165. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. So when I live to please God, I have peace of mind. Well, pastor, I'm trying to please God, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know all the things in my past. I, I don't. And if you're a Christian, neither does God because He's forgiven them all. And some of you are trying to do some things with your past that it's over. You've got to stop. The enemy's using them to rob you of peace. If you're a Christian, they've been forgiven and forgotten. And you get to go on a new creation. And you live to please Him. But when I live to please me or others, I have turmoil. I have disappointment. I have hurts. I have fear. Romans 2.9 There will be trouble and calamity for everyone who keeps on doing what's evil. Jew first, also for the Gentile. But there will be glory and honor and peace from God for all who do good. The Jew first and also for the Gentile. Wow. So when my ways please God, and when I live according to His principles, I get to have peace. One final step, consider the future. Consider the future. You and I do not control the future, but we know someone who does. The only thing we can do for the future, let me, let me just tell you this real quickly, don't miss this. What can you do for the future? Live right today. Do what's right now. If you'll live right now, the future's going to be fine. But if you refuse to follow God and be disobedient to Him, your future's going to get messed up because you will reap what you sow. And that's good and bad. So I have to understand the future here if I want peace. John 16, I have told you all of this 
so that you may have peace in this world. No, peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Anybody got an amen there? Pray for world peace all you want. It's not happening. He just said it. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. Take heart. I've got this. It's in control. Here on earth, you'll look around and there's turmoil everywhere. You'll look around and there's people struggling all over the place. But you can have peace in me in the midst of it all. 2 Peter 3.13 We are looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth He has promised. A world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, while you're waiting for all of this to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in His sight. Peace has come. That's what Christmas is about. Peace is here. And in a few more months, we celebrate another great day called Easter, and peace was purchased for us. So it's available. But you do have to work at it. You do have to struggle with it. You do have to put it into practice. But if you'll follow this, you can live a life with peace, no matter what happens around you. So here's the simple question. Do you have peace today? Two reasons you don't. Number one, you haven't invited Christ into your life. You're not a Christian. If you haven't accepted Christ, then you're not going to have peace. It's just not going to happen. But He came and purchased peace for you. And if you're willing to come and accept Him, to be willing to admit you've sinned, broken His rules, if you're willing to honor Him because of His death and His resurrection, and if you ask Him, He will forgive you as you make a commitment to live for Him and not for you anymore. Second reason you don't have peace because you're letting fear and worry control your life. And that's causing you to not be obedient like you should be and doing the things you know God wants. And you know that you got to get things right with Him and your mind needs to be right with Him. And if your mind will be right with Him, your life can be right with Him. So again, I ask, do you have peace? So could we take a moment if you fall into any one of those two categories, God, here I am. I, I want your peace and I need to make some changes. I need to accept you. I need to stop doing this. I need to think more like this. I need to recognize where it's going to come from. And I want you to take care of me. Or if you have peace today, take this opportunity to thank him for the peace that he gives to you now. Let's take a moment.
Lord, this season we celebrate the birth of the Christ child. That birth brought peace with it. He is our peace. He is peace. He's the Prince of Peace. And so, Lord, today we thank you for the peace that you give to us. If we'll accept it, and if we'll work to maintain it. For those that are making a lifestyle choice to step across the line and no longer live for themselves, but to live to you, as they come to you and ask you to forgive them, may they sense your peace in a very special way right now. Lord, for others that have accepted you, but they find this peace elusive, help them to understand that it can only be in you that some things in their life they maybe need to change so that they can have your peace. We thank you today for the peace that we have because of Jesus Christ. In thy name we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.